Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I am your host, James, and today we are doing Favorite 5 Season 2. To clarify what I'm doing again, is that I'm going through each season and listing off uh, my favorite five episodes from each season. The cream of the proverbial crop. Of each of these seasons. Now, all of these episodes, most of these episodes of the sh- of the show in general, are pretty good. And you know, I'd recommend like uh, most of them. But which ones do I find the best, the most interesting? And that is what we are here to find out today. And uh, we are doing it season by season. Five episodes each season, and we're we're on season two right now. So, and I am I am gonna do it in like order of like air date, or at least we'll we'll get to that one when we get to that one. So we are doing an air date order, not necessary preferential order, because like I don't know, narrowing it down to five already is a bit tricky. Figuring it out from there. Is, is a bit trickier and this is easier and you know I just I like doing it this way better uh so let's kick it off with Missing Blythe now if you remember last time Summertime Blues made my favorite five of season one so it's only natural that the follow up uh rears its head this time around and it really works because like 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 i know like everyone misses blythe and it's not exactly the same without her and you know but they they try and get get through it you know and like seeing that progress is interesting in and of itself and also Blythe's section where she really likes Fashion uh University North at first, but then like over time it just kind of wanes in interest for her. It's not that she doesn't like it, it's just that it's a little overwhelming at times and like you know, she does recognize uh that in herself. I don't know. It, it's it's a weird turning a weakness into strength. Because, like, you do get the feeling that at the beginning of the show, like, Blythe wouldn't have even, like, tried this. But because of everything that happened in season one, she's willing to try it and, you know, go go through with it. But then when it when it falls apart, she recognizes that, like, this isn't exactly what I'd want it's helpful and nice but it's not i don't want to be drowned in everything of it i want like a well-rounded you know uh mindset not just not just get lost in the plaid it's a really interesting episode because like even though it might seem like a, a weakness on 
you know, Blythe's part. It's actually, like, a really good strength to, like, know what your limits are and, you know, figure figure out ways to get around that. And, like, of course, the pet side, too, uh, is, is also fairly fun and interesting. And, you know, the way it comes together at the end, while, while a little hokey, uh, I like it. I don't mind hokey. You know? Where <laughs> the the animals uh, uh, trick Mrs. Tromley to go to Fashion University North, but Fashion University North is having a downtown city excursion. And then <laughs> Roger's also there. <laughs> so And then they meet up halfway anyways... Uh, like on on their way back to where? <laughs> oh man, it's so delightful! It is so delightful and so good in like so many ways. This is this is a really great episode, and obviously, like it conjoins with another really great episode from the previous season. So yeah, obvious recommendation there. But it's still it's it's still good. So then, uh, we're gonna jump a few episodes to Blythe's big idea. Now, th- this is an interesting episode because, like, it does it sets up the finale of this of the season, and it also has like some like really big like you know growth moments for Blythe and figuring out. Like, what she wants to do and, like, you know, how she wants to attain it. And who she is as a person. Because, like, the thing is, uh, like, she she really loves fashion. Even though it does, she doesn't want to be, like, buried in it, like, at Fashion University North. But, like... Like she does love it and she wants to pursue it as as a career. And this definitely would help, especially cuz it's a pet fashion expo. And, you know, she she does pet fashion. So she she has to like figure out how to do this because she figures this is like her big break. So she like okay it's it's a very simple simple premise but they do it really well cuz like Blaith goes around trying to find a kiosk to like make a you know store front for her to sell her clothes and in the end she has to trade away her scooter for it and then, like, after all of that, like, she has to tell her dad that this had happened. And that, like, you know, all this happened because she wanted it. And then, like, her dad, being, like, the best person ever, noticed that that had happened and bought her scooter back for her. And it's just, it's so nice. It's just nice. 
it's it's a nice little story about like Blythe and like pushing yourself while also like staying true to herself because like she doesn't she doesn't want to lie to her dad and she doesn't want her dad to be disappointed in her but she really wants to do this because she feels like it would be good for uh like um like a career in fashion and then like the the pet story is isn't is like it is lesser i will admit but it's still fun it's still engaging it's really nice too it's 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 a it's a neat little story. Like I don't I don't necessarily hate it, but it is just one of those things where, you know, the A plot is better than the B plot. But the B plot's not like bad. It's not like it doesn't bring it down dramatically. It's it's fun. It it kind of uh it doesn't get in the way of anything. I think everything in, like, the A-plot that needed to happen happened. And, like, the B-plot the B is just little nice, like, bits of floof in there that's, like, you know, there to help you settle down from, like, some of the, like, bigger stuff in uh, the A-plot. So... Overall, I think this is a pretty well-rounded episode. And it's just... It is really good. So, now... Like, you would... You know this next one's coming. It's it's so interesting. Like, man. Like, this episode really lives up to uh, its its title. Where, like... Here's, here's the thing about it. Like... It works, be like it's it works because it it is a it is a departure from like the usual stuff, but like it, it remains true to the voice of Littlest Pet Shop, where like the the story and uh you know. The story of the story. Where, like, the story of the, like, Green Bean Fairy and Penny Ling's origins is just... It's a really, like, classic tale, although it's not, like, an actual classic tale. But it, it has a lot of, like, classic tropes. And it's just done really well obviously but i i still think it's like fairly engaging like throughout like even if it is somewhat simple like it's still a really good story and then all of the like you know reaction and the like you know stuff that comes with it on like the outside is really good too where it sort of explores like Penny as a character and how other characters like 
interact with her and how she thinks of others and how others think of her. It's a really, really good episode. It's, it's hard to explain, but like, it is so, so neat. I guess so interesting is the best way to describe it. Like, there's a reason I titled this Just Watch the Episode. Because, like, it it really is just worth watching, is the thing. Now, like, the other thing is, like, I don't know. I I think it's good that it, like stands alone because if this became like like the highest episodes of uh Brooklyn nine nine where like Penny Ling tells a different story. Uh it might get old fast. It might lose some of its novelty. But like I don't it might not because like the this episode is, is really good and if like I don't know, you, you keep up the same, like, pace of of it. You could probably make another really good episode out of, like, Penny Link telling a story. But I think uh, part of it is also, like, the fact that Penny Link is telling a story, like, to impress people. Where, like, in later episodes, it would be to tell a story just to tell a story. Where, like... You know that might that might lose some of its novelty. I think yeah, I think that's uh, what I was trying to get at earlier, where like, you know, it's about her as well, where like she's trying to tell a story because she wants people to think she's interesting, despite not thinking so herself. And when it's revealed that this was all made up, like that becomes interesting in and of itself. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really good episode. It's a really good episode. Just just watch it. Just watch it. Like if there's like like I know these are like the cream of the crop episodes, but like this is like the, the creamiest of the cream, I think. It's just it's just it's just worth watching. I've I've said this like way too many times to count at this point. So, uh, let's let's move on to our next episode of this, which is Sweet Pepper. Now, I I am I am a shipper. I do not apologize for that. So obviously, like this episode would probably get in there, but it's more there's more to it than that. Like I I think like Pepper's like actual like struggles for this and like her trying to figure this out while also just like you know messing up and being afraid to mess up it's it really is sweet it really is nice and then uh yeah like Eventually, like, her getting advice from the other girls, uh, like, and it backfiring, and then getting advice from Blythe, and, like, it working, 
and you know Pepper like mix and matches her femininity and like who she is it's a really nice uh you know story about like who am I and what do I want with this person and then uh like the Blythe and Better Cream uh subplot is also pretty interesting too. Uh it I, I will say again it's not it's not as interesting as the uh you know the pepper story, but it's still nice and like delightful and I again it doesn't really get in the way too much. And it actually there's actually moments where like you know the two blend really well. It's it's a really nice episode all around. And it's a really sweet episode. I I am using like the titles to describe them. I I've used big, I've used interesting, I used sweet, and I've used blithe. <laughs> oh boy. Like I mean, I like they're simple titles, but they do encapsulate a lot. And that's, that's I think, a good thing about, like, title writing. Because, like, t- title writing might seem, like, simple. But it's actually not that simple. Because, like, you, you have to, like, create something that, like, encapsulates the fu- an, an idea where, like, you can say it and people will know what you are talking about like you you have to like combine everything and just like figure out how you want to present it so it it's a uh, it's it's the main idea you want you want to get across and it's like and like when when it works it really works. Like you, you can't just pull names out of a hat and just like, there's your title. You have to, you have to really think about it. You know. Oh boy. But yeah, this episode is great, and I love it as much as Pepper loves Captain Cuddles. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, our last episode of season two that is part of my favorite five is Littlest Bigfoot. I know it's uh it's a bit of a odder choice, I guess, considering that like you know the expo factor is like right there. But I honestly really like Littlest Bigfoot and like you know, before doing this podcast, I don't know if this would have been on my favorite five, but like afterwards, just thinking about everything this episode is, I would put it there and I'm definitely putting it there right now because I don't know this, this episode is like so much and nothing at the same time. Where it's just, it's them going on a camping trip with Roger, Blythe, and the pets. And, like, and the biscuits show up to, 
you know, destroy nature, but in the end that backfires on them. But there's so much nice little, like, moments in there. There's, like, Roger's determination to find a Bigfoot. Pennyling's, you know, befriending of said Bigfoot. Like, the, the Biscuits, Blythe, like, their interactions, and then the interactions with Blythe and the Pets. Just just enjoying a nice little camping trip. And then, like, them, like, culminating in, like, the Bigfoot scaring away the Biscuits and destroying their stuff. It's a, it's a like, nice, wholesome episode. And it doesn't hurt that it has, like, another, like, chorus song, according to Wikipedia, where it's not really sung by any of the, like, characters in in the show. It's just, like, sung as, like, you know... It's not diegetic, or not entirely diegetic. It could, it could be diegetic. Blythe could have put it on the radio, but we don't know that for sure. And it's it's just a nice little episode. I use, I thought I wasn't going to use it again, but I did. I, the title says Littlest, and I used little to describe it. There it is. There it is. All right. Uh, so with that, I think that's, um, I think that's it. Like, these are my favorite five episodes of season two of Littlest Pet Shop. So that will be it for this episode of Littlest Pet Cast. Be sure to leave your comments and reviews on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go when they use the names of the titles to describe the episodes they're talking about. And be sure to tune in for more bonus content from the Littlest Petcast. I shall see you then. One take!